Welcome into another special episode of New Track Record Podcast. Caleb Hatch with you. Joining us now on the guest line, a special guest set to compete in his second Indianapolis 500. The driver starting in the middle of row number eight. Driver in the number 18 HMD Trucking Dale Coin Racing with HMD Honda. It is David Malukas. David, thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. So over the weekend, it was just a, a range of emotions. The, the TV cameras caught you at some. At one point, you're frustrated. Another, you're excited. You're dancing. Then you have obvious concern for your teammate who's trying to uh, avoid being bumped out of the field. You're a driver who really just kind of wears his heart on his sleeve. And, and kind of where does that come from? Is that just kind of how you've always been as a race car driver? Yeah, of course. I I I enjoy racing very much. You know, my entire life, and I just I am myself. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just a driver. You know, driving a race car, living my dream, having an absolute blast at life. And you know, I I care very much about you know every result we get, every session that we do. Neither be me, the team. So for me, it's just you know I've I've always been a, a person to always express my emotions and. You know, I, I just be very uh, connected with the situation. It's just something I've been like my, my entire life and it always has been. David, what I find interesting is you're the veteran on this team. You're 21 years old. Uh, I believe you're actually younger than your teammate, Stingray Rob. And kind of how does that play into everything? Yeah, it definitely is very weird how I do one season and I'm, I'm somewhat supposed to be a veteran. Um, but it, uh, it, it, I mean, it changes a little bit, you know, of course now we're, we don't have somebody to, to work off of. Uh, I mean, last year I had Takuma and he helped me so much when it came to, to, to normal road courses, street courses, ovals. I mean, he was a massive help, especially here for the 500. So coming in from my side, you know, how many things have changed? You know, I've, I feel like I've learned what I could from Takuma and now I'm, you know, I'm set to be on my own, but at least from a veteran standpoint in the team, I'm trying, you know, my absolute best to help Stingray as much as I can, you know, we still have video, we still have data from last year when Sakuma was a part of the team. So I'm trying to, you know, look through with him and then explain it to him as best as I can, the way Takuma did to me. So he can, you know, you know, get on his feet and get going as, as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, like I had and, you know, make sure that he gets the, the rookie, you know, moves out of the way so he can and get going. Uh, because I do think green and Stinger have a very similar driving style. And once he gets there, we'll be able to be a very good, to the you know a duo of a teammate. So you're starting in the middle of row number eight, and you're sandwiched around Simon Pagano, the the 2019 winner, and Marco Andretti, which needs no introduction. Uh, obviously, with the Andretti family name, Do you, did you ever like think to yourself like, wow, like I can't believe I'm racing against these guys in this sport, and this is who I'm starting with in my row in the Indy 500 on Sunday? Yeah, it is unbelievable, you know, especially to to think what we went through for for qualifying and the emotions to get into that spot. But it feels very good, you know. Although it's twenty third, you know, you know, you could uh, you know pull, you know, in the top five, not the top ten, and there might not be a chance. But you know, if you look at the people around me, they're all previous winners, at least. And, and Marco, not a winner, but he's been around for so so long, and and he needs no introduction on that. So we. Uh, we have a lot of good people around us, so they can easily, you know, show me the way, I guess, show me the force <laughs> to go to the <laughs> front um, and put me in a position to where we can maybe be a 500 winner, you know, by the end of it. It's, it's crazy to even say that, but, uh, I mean, there's always an opportunity and, you know, a little bit 
of you know maybe following them a little bit of luck on our side and and obviously a lot of the track choosing me as its winner and you know we we'll, we might be there you had uh, a, a meme basically go viral over qualifying weekend with your your jaw dropped uh is was that going to be your reaction if you win the Indy 500 on sunday <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah there was definitely a lot of memes being formed throughout the, the qualifying day and Oh boy, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to be making a lot more memes if if the 500 win comes to through fruition. I mean, I'm going to be. I don't even know what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be crying. I'm going to be jumping. I'm going to be running circles. I'm going to get like the zoomies, like a dog does, and just start <laughs> sprinting in circles. David Malukas joining us coming up on on Sunday. Obviously, there's there's a lot to do as far as it, between now and race day. You have Carb Day, final practice. Um, there's the parade on Saturday and then the race day in and of itself, not even, you know, just the green flag, but everything before leading up to it is really big. Now that you're in your second year of this and you've, you've gone through that rookie year experience, not just on track, but also off track. What are some of the things that you learned last year to better prepare you for race day this Sunday? Oh, well, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely experienced it last season being a rookie. But to be honest, I don't think there's many ways you could prepare yourself mentally for the 500. Uh, the pre-race show, the the, the lead-up to everything happens. I mean, of course, Saturday, you know, it's, it's very nice with the parade and everything, and I feel like that doesn't have much of an effect when it comes to race day. But on race day, you know, doing the driver intros and, and seeing all the people, I mean, that will get your heart going. And if it doesn't, I mean, there's something wrong with you. I mean, it is something I've never experienced before or something I've never seen before. That with the national anthem going, the jets flying over. I mean, it's goosebumps. It feels like something I've never had before. And I don't think there's many ways, you know, to, to prepare for it. I've talked with Newgarden last season, and I said, does this feeling, like, go away? Like, you know, this, this feeling that I'm getting, like, I've never had this feeling. And, and he told me it never does. And every time you come here, you'll get this exact same feeling. So I'm really excited for Sunday to come and see, you know, if he was telling the truth on, and, on this. It is something that you'll never be able to get used to. Um, and I really hope it does because it is such a special and amazing feeling and it really gets your senses heightened and everything ready to go for once that race goes green. Do you have a favorite moment or, or part of the pre-race ceremonies that you look forward to? I mean, to, to me, it's it's walking under Gasoline Alley and, and seeing the crowd of people and then cheering you on. Um, that is probably one of my favorite moments every time and and let alone it doesn't even have to be at the during the race it could be you know on qualifying day you know the the fans here are just unbelievable and they do it all the time so what that going through gasoline alley you go under the little bridge and, and you just see the light shining through and the, the fans appearing and everybody just starts cheering it is such a good feeling um and it, it makes me feel really good and and happy and, and proud of everything we've managed to accomplish to get to this point since it's always been you know surrounding my entire life and my whole life's work has been trying to get to that point so it's kind of one of those moments where it's like uh, all this hard work's finally paying off david when we get to race day um the the final practice session carb day coming up what are some things you're going to be working on to make sure the car is fine-tuned and ready to go to your liking for the start oh there's a lot to do you know we ended up you know missing a lot of the the session this past monday uh, with electrical issues. So we have a lot of work to do to make sure that this race car is, is in the spot that it needs to be. Uh, but, of course, not going to be making any stupid moves or 
or making risky moves to, to lose, you know, the any sort of performance on the car when race day comes. So there's a lot of changes that we need to make and making sure that the tires can last the full stint of, of around 35 laps and also continuing to pass people while doing so. So it's a bit of a, of a balance that we need to find, but I'm pretty sure, you know, if we survive that <laughs> qualifying day, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to, to get it through car day. So one of the questions going into the race Honda obviously had the pole sitter, but Chevy dominated the fast 12. You're a Honda driver. Do you feel like Honda has something up their sleeve when it comes to either race pace or fuel mileage to, to gain an advantage on Sunday? Yeah, I think that's kind of been the, the general, you know, feeling, you know, when you compare Chevy and Honda, I feel like Chevy might be able to, to turn up their boost maybe a little bit more when it comes to qualifying, but Honda, I'm pretty sure dominates when it comes to fuel saving and also making the driver's job very easy to save that fuel and having different fuel maps. So uh, I'm very confident that Honda drivers will definitely take it forward. Um, and it's also very impressive that Chip, you know, we managed to compete with these Chevy-powered cars and then still stay up there. So they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the race. But I do foresee many Honda drivers going forward once that green flag goes. Driving through the field, a driver like you, you're starting around some, some big names What's going to be the key? Is it going to come down to weather conditions as far as whether it's going to be easy to move up in the pack or, or what are some other things that you're looking for as far as making it through and getting your way toward the front? It's going to be many different situations, especially who you're going to be coming up against around the, you know, the certain times. If you get a new set of tires, you know, you're trying to do an undercut situation and you're getting up to some drivers that are old tires and kind of are doing a bit of a wider line, so you could take that inside line to get some nice air on that front wing. You know, then it you know it'll make the passes easier. But if you go out on new tires, and then Helio Castroneves also goes out on new tires, and he's also a genius when it comes to the 500, and he starts cutting off your lines, well, then you're in for a very struggling race, and you've just lost an entire spin of trying to make up positions. So that's something I experienced last season. Uh, so it really just depends on you know the driver in front. The situation that you're in with tired egg and uh, of course weather of course has a big play when it comes to wind uh, but i always have my spotters when it comes to that telling me which wind direction it's changing where it's going to start getting a little bit dicey what corners and when the, the upper lane kind of gets cleaned up yeah it's almost like there's a reason he's won this race four times because he's difficult to pass yeah he is very very smart you know i i and i experienced the last season i was making moves and all of a sudden i came to him and it took me, I don't know how many laps to get around him. You know, he pays attention to your line. He examines you for that one lap. And when you set him up, he already knows what lines you're going to take. So he blocks you. He gives you that dirty air. You go high, he goes high. You go low, he goes low. And he just guesses it. He's like in your head. He knows what you're planning to do. So it is very hard to get around him. And the only way I was able to get around him was, you know, him trying to go on a move in front of him and then ended up having a bit of an issue with, with the guy in front. That's how I was able to get around him. But, yeah, he is he knows his stuff, and, you know, it's, it's situations like that that, hey, you know, this is a learning experience, and I'm going to learn all of this, and so then maybe one day I'll be the one in the other seat, you know, being catching up and blocking, you know, maybe a new rookie that comes in the future. Away from IndyCar and the Indy 500, which I'm sure is your, your dream to win, beyond that, do you have any other racing kind of bucket list items or, or races to take part in? Well, one of the, the, the races uh, away from IndyCar on the 500 is actually Pikes Peak. Although I'm not going to be racing in it, I'm actually going to be, be the pace car for it. Uh, and that's going to be this June, in June 22nd. So I'm very excited to experience that. And that is obviously one of the 
the big races that I've always wanted to do in my life. And of course, always the, uh, the 24 hours of Le Mans. Yeah, you mentioned Pikes Peak. Okay, first off, that Acura car is really, really cool. Have you ever like driven up the mountain before or even, even been there to the mountain? I have not, no. So this is all going to be a brand new experience for me, going up the mountain, being there. Um, and it's something that me and my dad have always loved growing up, especially my dad. He started screaming when I told him about the opportunity. So your family also very integral to your racing career and, and, and moving up through the ranks. You, you started out a, a karting star. Then you were able to come to the road to Indy, have success, advance out of what was then Indy Lights, winning some races, coming into IndyCar. Now, moving forward that you're here as an IndyCar driver, what's been kind of the biggest surprise to you reaching this series? The biggest surprise, uh, it's, um, I'd say the biggest surprise, to put it in short, is all the off-track you know, experience that you need as well when it comes to speaking in, in, in front of large audiences and speaking to the right people. Um, and making sure that you get the right connections. Although there's, of course, a lot of the importance is you know being a dr- good driver and showing the performance on track. There's also a lot of performance that you need to do off track, which, def- which definitely caught me off guard. You know, going up to to get to this point. David Malukas joining us. Before we let you go, I know you're a bit of a gamer. What are you playing right now? <laughs> a bit of a gamer, I am. I'm actually, and I play. <laughs> I tend to play these more nerdy games away from, uh, like, you know, the, the famous Call of Duty, you know, and, and Halo and all that. But I'm currently playing Shadows of Doubt, um, and it's just a, a small developer PC game, um, and I absolutely love with it, and you have to solve murder cases, um, and everything is self-generated, and every new murder case is brand new, and you're kind of a little detective. So I really like it. It really gets my brain stimulated, and anytime I get on it, I just tell my team that, hey, this is stimulating my brain, so this is helping my racing in some way. So. You just say, hey, it's basically like Clue. I'm trying to solve things. It's a, it's a mental game. Yeah, exactly. It's, I'm definitely getting more mental connections in my head. I'm getting smarter. <laughs> David Malukas, 2022 Indy 500 Rookie of the Year in our book. Little Dave, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. That's David Malukas joining us. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to be a part of the podcast. You can find us at NewTrackRecordPodcast.com. While you're there, sign up for the email list. It's free to subscribe. You'll never miss episodes when they come out or special announcements we have to make. Plus, you can check out our t-shirts and stickers for sale via the store on the website. You can also find us on social media. IndyCar Podcast is the handle on Twitter and on Instagram. On Facebook, just search for New Track Record. Plus, you can always email us, NewTrackRecordPodcast at gmail.com. You can support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash NewTrackRecord. Thanks to Xavier, Rob, Stitch, and others for their support of the podcast. And you can support us starting at just $1 per month. And as always, you can listen in for free on your favorite podcasting platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Overcast, CastBox, Player FM, whatever you prefer, you can listen in right there. That wraps up another special episode leading into the 107th Indianapolis 500. Don't forget to catch up on our previous episodes, including Santino Ferrucci, Benjamin Peterson, Simon Pagino, and Ramon Grosjean. And we'll still have one more special driver interview to drop before Sunday's 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. I'm Caleb Hatch. This has been New Track Record Podcast. Podcast. 
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.